All right, uh, welcome oh. to the Eric J. Great Podcast Show. Got a, a special guest on the show today, uh, R&B artist, uh, Dre Singleton. How you doing? Hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, doing all right, man. Just uh, going with the flow, man. Uh, let the people hear one of your songs and then uh, play that for a little bit and then we'll get into the questions. All right, for sure. Yeah, this is a smooth joint right here. I'm having mixed emotions. Our relationship been up and down like roller coasters. I twist and turn in my sleep, I'm rolling over to the cold side of my bed where you used to be. I'll be lying if I said that I can't sleep. Lately, the only time I see you is on IG. Shit, I don't want to wake up and see you not here. I hate to wake up and see that love don't live here. I don't want no company if it ain't you. Can't see me with nobody else if it ain't you. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to start over with someone new. 2 a.m. I hit your line, you hit ignore. Staring at your phone, what you waiting for? I don't wanna, I don't wanna Don't wanna fuck around and leave my feelings at the door I don't want no company if it ain't you that song man that was the first song i uh i listened to by you you heard me now i said that was the first song i listened to by you oh okay 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 yeah. uh that's my little r&b joint that uh that's the first thing I got placed on the placement. So I got that placed on the independent film on Tubi called The Female Hustler. And um, it's been doing good, man. Actually, that's one of the the best uh, numbers. To, that's one of the songs that's giving me my best numbers right now. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Give you that old R&B type feel, man. It's this smooth, laid-back joint, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So, uh, we'll uh, first off, man, tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you? Man, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, born and raised. Uh, I'm 34 years old, man. Getting to that that midlife almost, but you know, we 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 tend not to live too long. At least us color folks, anyway. You know, we know how to put down like 70, 80. So, so um. <laughs> I'm still youth. I'm still youthful, though. You know, still able to do a backflip, show my kids, and uh, different little situations, ride motorcycles and stuff like that. So, you know, we still youthful at heart. But you know, it's um, I do have an older show in certain things, but I'm still relevant and still able to connect with the youth, and um, you know, still be able to be, you know, uh, like yeah, just relevant. Okay. So uh, what's the first thing that come to your mind when you hear your hometown? When I hear my hometown? <laughs> I mean, uh, 
man. If I was to hear my home, I don't know. I I I mean, I lived here for so long. It's kind of normal. It's normal to me. I can't really pinpoint a certain thing. Uh, the one thing that sticks out with us is uh probably the Buckeyes college football. Say, yeah, that's I the like biggest them. thing we got. Yeah, I like Ohio State, man. I liked them more when they had uh, Urban Meyer. He was one of my favorite coaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only thing. That's the biggest thing we got going for ourselves, man. It's the uh, state. You know, that's one of the um, the biggest colleges in the country. Um, most one of the most important colleges in the country. We got the biggest uh, cancer uh, cancer uh, hospital. You know, people fly from all over the world just to come to uh, Lex Western Ohio State. So to get their cancer issues taken care of if they have cancer and stuff like that. So we're real important. It's a big money city. It's not known for its entertainment though, but you know what I'm saying? We know for other things, it's very, probably I think supposed to be like one of 11th important cities in the country based off of military and what we got here. Oh, okay. So, uh, so for anybody that never been to Columbus, Ohio, man, just kind of describe how it was uh, growing up for you as a kid and uh, transitioning to a teenager to an adult, man. Some of the uh, struggles that you had to go through growing up. I think we got the typical struggles of the, uh, you know, the middle class community. A lot of people think it's different. A lot of people, uh, I, I met some people from New York. They thought it was like cows and cornfields and shit, but. I get it, like, but it ain't that. Like, I'm from the, I'm from the bricks. I'm from the concrete. I'm from. We got the jungle here. You feel me? Like, uh, we got alleys. <laughs> uh, you know, you will find a, you will find some 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 messed up situations in there. But as a kid, I can say, you know, um, growing up here in in my neighborhood, whatever wasn't wasn't as easy. You know, what I'm saying we was on WIC. You know, milk crates, play basketball, not on courts. When we didn't have courts, we had the milk crates, and we put them up on the poles in the back of the alley. We slide and gravel, we're trying to dunk on each other on a milk crate. So, uh, you know, we go through that. As as a teenager, though, my uh, my father, my stepfather, and my mother did, was able to get us out, out of the hood, but it was kind of too late for me, but it was, it was a good time for my little brother and sister. I was already tapped in with certain things, so... Um, when I was like 16, 17 years old. So, you know, we ended up moving to a more of a suburbish area, but I could, I took that for granted. You know, it was quiet, too quiet for me. Um, I made my life a little bit harder than what it should have been, you know, I, when I had the opportunity to make it a lot easier. So, you know, um, I uh, take accountability and responsibility for that as well, you know. Um, one I seen an interview with uh, I can't remember dude's name man he a rapper but he was he's from California and he was like man he was like you know we be complaining about the 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 Californians be complaining about uh like being in the trenches and shit like that and being from the hood and he was like he's like y'all niggas ever been to Columbus Ohio he's like nigga that is he was like bro that's the trenches bro he was like them niggas ain't got no sunshine out there them niggas is around beaches every day the niggas that's in LA like they got they got access to the beach it's always sunny like bro it be raining in this 
bitch, it be cold on this bitch. It be snowing. It's Indian weather. Like, it be on and off and do it at one here. Like, you feel me? If it's snow around here, like, you need four by four. Like, you're not just riding around here in a two-wheel, rear-wheel vehicle. If you is, you're putting it up during the wintertime. You got some money. You're about to pull out that four-wheel or that all-wheel drive because it's going to get dangerous out here. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people from California, I feel like they take their shit for granted. But have you ever been to New York? Because that shit is nasty. Mm-hmm. I know that much. <laughs> It's nasty over there. <laughs> so I take my blessings too, man. I don't take it for granted, but this ain't nowhere I really want to be anymore. Plus, like I said, for my entertainment purposes and everything that I got going on for this music, like it's not um make sure my face is being seen. But um it's not this ain't the place for it. You know what I'm saying? Ohio's not the place for the entertainment industry when it comes to music. We we do a lot of film now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of it's a lot of film that gets shot out here. You know what I mean? If you was to watch a movie, you'll be like a lot of these a lot of these movies be kind of based in Ohio too. Maybe doing scenes here and stuff like that. So I wouldn't sleep on that aspect, but the music wise, nah, this ain't where it's at for real, for real. So did uh did you have a two parent household and what type of activities you was into as a kid? Uh, I had a two parent household at times. My mom, I got my stepfather and my mother. So um, I'm a product of rape. I never knew my real father. Um, she don't either. So uh, I had a man that actually stood in. You know what I'm saying and and gave me a certain moral compass. If I should say, if I could say that, like a better moral compass and respect, being able to hold my head up. Things a little better and be smarter. You know what I'm saying? Don't work hard, work smarter. But I did have a two parent household. My mom, she she was in there, and then when I say at a certain time, my mom. Uh, got her own, kind of separated, and kind of left me with my step, my stepdad. You know what I'm saying? So, um, my stepdad is more like my that is my father. That's my dad. You know what I'm saying? That's like uh, me and my mom's relationship ain't too close. You know, of course, because I guess the history of you know uh, everything, whatever went down before I was here, but. Um, I'm more closer to my father than my mother. I'm more closer to, kind of more, like, I, I, I rock, everybody that rock with me, really, really rock with me, I ain't really even blood related. Like, I got a lot of love for people that's, like, not not my biological people. More caring. I want to say my aunt is probably, my aunt on my mom's side is probably one of the only people that really, that really rock with me. That's, that's blood. She really, like, has blood for real. No, okay. Did yeah. you play any sports or anything like that growing up? Nah, I played little league, but then I, I was, I was worried about being a thug. I was doing too much. I'm athletic as ever, though. <laughs> Fast, strong, all that. I could jump high as hell, all that. Man. Just um, being a follower, you know. Um, wanted to be around my friends and uh. 
Some shit I ain't had no business doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel, I feel, uh, I ain't gonna say feel victim, but you know what I mean? I feel, I feel to, to the, to the street way of, you know what I'm saying? The streets and whatever. So, um, they made a few bad decisions. Yeah, I can feel that. Um, did you, um, do you have anybody in your family or close to you that was involved in the music business and uh, what led you to doing music? No, I don't have anybody that was a, uh, that's anybody that ever touched the radio or anything like that. Um, I'm self-taught. I learn from the, I learn from others. You know, when I get into a studio, if I was to go like back day, I used to go to the studio and I tell them like, turn that off, turn that on. What is it supposed to be doing? All right, turn it back on. Turn it back on. Okay, I see what that do. That mental note, I need to use a compressor. You know what I'm saying? Um, what type of plugins people was using? Like, I'm, I'm just self-taught. I pay attention to everything that's going on while they're doing it. And, you know what I'm saying? So I could be able to take what they what they doing, take their knowledge of what they're doing and apply it to myself. So, um what got me into music though was being able to express myself and kind of almost down there say anything I want to say without too much judgment. You will be judged in certain areas, but it's like um, being free to be able to say whatever you want on the track and in the art form of it. I like to have certain wordplay and stuff like that. Some things are simple, but having wordplay and then listening to it again knowing that that was that was really sweet what i just said that was hard like just to go back and listen to it like oh yeah i was going to something with that one like, I, ain't, I came up with that but sitting on the porch as a kid probably like in let's say probably like maybe when i was like 11 to nah, i say about like probably like 12 12 years old sitting on my homie's back porch and stuff like that. It was trying to record some music on there. It was just beating on our chest. And he had like this little tape recorder thing. It wasn't even like a, it's like a tape recorder with a little ass microphone on it. And um, we was back there trying to rap on that and stuff like that as a kid. So, you know, that was interesting. Um, freestyling and stuff like that on people's porches and in the car and stuff. But that was That was pretty dope too. But then I got serious with it. I got serious with it when I was about 27, 28, maybe 26, 27, 28. So about 2014, I got serious with it. My first song that I took serious that I recorded, it got on um, the radio. It was uh, I was on the hook. And that first song, it got us to perform at the Power Fest that year. The Power Fest is a big old, like it's a radio 1075 Power Fest. Like they put us on the stage with Ray Sherman before before they popped, before they blew. Ray Sherman, the Migos, uh, it was Project Pat. Uh, it was a few other, it was a few other people there too, man. But it was a, it was a quite a few people, man. My first performance, my, our first performance was like twenty thousand people. Mm. Nerve wracking. <laughs> nerve nerve wracking, bro. Nerve wracking. Yeah. So um who was some of your favorite uh music artists growing up? Uh, Andre three thousand, 
Life Jennings, um, Lloyd. Uh, who else, man? Did I say? That's probably about it. Oh, 112 was cool too, but they only really had one album. I was just like really rocked with 112 was the niggas that I fucked with. <laughs> niggas on it. Peaches and cream. Yeah, that's a classic right there. Hey, man, I fuck with them, but they had some shit on there, though. They was the first people that I really paid attention to when I was listening to music that had interludes. So they had, like, this interlude. It was crazy on there, though, on that album. It was, like, uh, it was just nuts, bro. Baby, touch me. Tease me, never let me go. I surrender all to you. That shit was hard, but they had like the harmonies. The harmonies came in so hard, and it was just a little bro. When I tell you that song was that short, it was like it was short, bro. They probably said that maybe two two more times, and it was like it it was it was a powerful little piece of the song bro and that was probably like one of my favorite parts of that whole album for real for real so that was before Trey songs before I heard Trey songs doing like interludes and stuff like a little ass little skits that you wish was longer I heard 112 do it okay I heard 112 do that so they, they had nice good influence on my on my shit um Jagged Edge um of course, all the I, I can name all the oldies, but you know the, the old old heads. I I like the vibe of them listening to them because they was more genuine too, like the Marvin Gaye and the Denise Williams and uh, you know other other people like that. And they, Denise Williams had a beautiful voice, blood like a songbird. It was crazy with it. Right. So, uh, when when was your first time going to a studio? Time going to the studio. First time going to the studio, I'm gonna say I was 19. Okay. Yep. Are you more of a. Uh... Yeah, I was about like 19. Oh, okay. Are you more of a writer or a freestyler? I'm more of a writer. Oh. Yeah, I'm more of a writer. I used to freestyle. But then, like, freestyle got kind of – the definition of freestyle ain't even freestyling no more. <laughs> it's not It's not that. I don't know. I feel like that's how I, I know I'm getting older. Like, like – I know maybe they just doing that for clickbait or something, but bro, freestyle to me, something that comes right now. I'm sitting in this car, spitting on these bars, and you think you hard? You got to keep going, you're sitting and and you're doing right then and there. You rap about anything in that room, and then you. Or whatever freestyling, bro. They are fine. 
I know a couple niggas that's crazy with the freestyle. I'm talking about you'll be like, you'll think that shit written, but the niggas are so cold and I know them and I just know they cold with it. But I be seeing that shit when they be on Sway or be on Y'all not about to lie to me. Right. But they definitely switched up the definition of freestyling now. They'll tell you a freestyle is something that you just came up with. You're just talking things, even if you wrote it down. They say if you're not writing it down on paper, it's more like freestyle. You're just going at the note, bro. You put it on the you put it in that phone on the note. Thing you is premeditated. Anything premeditated, not a freestyle. Right. They weird nowadays, man. So uh, when did you get that confidence to know that you really could uh, pursue uh, pursue music? Yeah, when we got that 107 on our radio spot, they heard this song, they liked it, and we was dealing with a couple people. And when they put it, but I will never make it my face or nothing but that gave me the it just gave me a lot of, it gave me a lot of um it's all and meeting and meeting a good engineer meeting a good engineer man that that made that that got me to sound like I thought I should be sounding boy I'd have been in some studios and I just sound what I tell you I quit I quit I quit one time listen so I got out the I got out the joint, right? My first, like, my first situation, I'm like, man, I'm about to record, go get me, I'm about to, I'm about to do this music. So I got out, I'm about to do this music. I meet my peoples or whatever, my cousin, she, I guess her husband had his little studio. Now, mind you, he had a studio, had a little building and everything. We get in there and I get to singing, you know, I'm singing the songs, I'm like, okay. That raw shit, like if you ain't never heard yourself recorded before, like on the raw side, oh my god, that shit. Hey, you breaking, you breaking, you breaking up, bro. Say my shit. Say I got. Yeah, what what you were saying before? Yeah, um, the studio man, it was just it was it was a recording process. I wasn't too familiar with the recording process and not as confident in my voice. I think as being a singer too, man, like having a lot of confidence in your voice too, and not having, especially when you don't have anybody that that's done music before. You know, in your family or anything like that. When, when um, 
you ain't you ain't been that you ain't been in that environment and ain't nobody like you know giving you that confidence or even showing you you know what i'm saying how to really do things the proper way nobody to actually go to and be like okay this is how you do this that and the third like i know a lot now about music that my kids and my nephews or you know what i mean my cousin me i can kind of get i can i can guide them in the right direction nobody was able to really guide me in the right direction in that when i met my my bro uh calvin kush um i got a song, few songs with bro but he's also a great engineer and a great you know what i'm saying teacher good person in general didn't have no problem showing me anything. So I would go to his house and record, and it'd be late, bro. Like, I had a third shift job at the time. I'd go in there, and bro would be falling asleep at the computer. Like, So I'd just tell him, like, hey, bro, tell me what buttons to push. All I'm going to do is just record these bars or whatever the case may be, and you can go take a nap and all that shit like that. And then once I'm done, you can mix it. So they introduced me to the auto-tune. I was real anti-auto-tune. Um... I just felt like it was a cheat code, you know what I mean? Uh I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I needed it either, but now I understand the process of having the auto tune. I understand that it's more about emotion and not having to focus on the actual note. You know what I mean? So but yeah, man, once I once I found a good engineer and uh a good engineer and, and learned the recording process, that's what made me more confident. Okay. So um would you uh would you sign to a label if it made sense? Yeah. Yeah, if it made sense I would. Um I had I had an offer, a couple offers on the table that was uh not feasible, not, not I wouldn't say it was really the, in my best interest. I had a um three hundred thousand. But they were production bills, so the production deal would have consisted of them, me having to record with them, me having to get beats from them, me having to get this video shot by them, me having to go through everything would be through them. So my percentage of owning that song dwindled down, would dwindle down to like 30%, and they would get 70 So, you know what I mean? Like, if I wanted, let's say I, built, I made a song, and I wanted to sell the song. That means that if I wanted to do that, it has to go through them first. And then get 20, I get 30. That's if they want to sell the song. So um, those were options that were presented. And um, I didn't want to even have the conversation about them. You know what I mean? Uh, the production deals really ain't my thing. I kind of I, I produce now. I got my I make my own beats. I definitely can select my own beats. Um, all the videos that's been shot, I I directed them. They're my ideas. You know, uh, my my people that are my cameramen that that I rock with tough. That are my bros that believe in what I got going on. So, um, yeah, bro. Those I would I would sign the deal. It just gotta it just gotta make sense to me and put me in a better position, and not fuck me in the long run. Okay, so besides that, that first show that you did with Race Murder and Migos and all of them, have you did any other shows besides that? Yeah, I uh, open for 
112, Genuine, Lloyd, uh, oh, uh, what's Jacquees? Um, who else came here, man? Uh, open for it, man. Uh, oh, no, nah, that wasn't him. I didn't get to open for that one. But not all oh, Tyrese. I opened for I opened for quite a few people, man. Um, performed alongside. So that was just to name a few. Okay. Uh, so for anybody that don't know, man, describe the music scene in Columbus, Ohio, and do uh, other artists uh collab with each other. Yeah, the the music scene is plentiful. It is a it's a lot of artists here and there's a lot of great artists here. They are extraordinarily talented. Um, a lot of them have their own style too. Um, but a lot of them are trying to, are falling victim to, uh, sounding like other people. Um, I got a quite, quite a few men I can name off my head. Asia Green, uh, Jonesy, Dazzo, Fang, Rue, Bangy, I can name, I can keep going, I can name quite a lot. Rico Music, Rico Mays, uh, Ray Woods. Like I can, I go on. I mean, from neo soul to rap to R and B. You know what I mean? Like they jazz. Like my boys are really talented here, and we it's more of a band. Our our music scene here too would be more of a band type of feel, you know. what I'm saying live instrumentation. You know, what I mean that's that a lot of people that's from here that make that really make that money doing music live instrumentation, bands playing them instruments. You know, what I mean, um, but the artists like yeah, they have shows here before COVID came around here and got the flipping this motherfucker upside down. It was shows. It was, you know what I'm saying? A lot of different little situations going on. They started to get back comfortable with it. But, you know, monkeypox is trying to make its way around this month. Like, and give everybody the love bumps. You know what I mean? So, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with that. They try to shut this motherfucker down or not. But um, the music scene is, is plentiful, man. It's just the organization and the... Um, the whether the entertainment business is going to come here. Now, one thing I can say is that Cleveland and Cincinnati, not just my hometown, Cleveland and Cincinnati got a rocking when it comes to the music scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cleveland and Cincinnati, man. So, and I, I think that's just because it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money there. It's a lot of money here too, but musically entertaining wise, you know, they got the football teams and shit. They got the, they got the major teams of, you know, so money, a different type of money coming here. You know what I mean? From football, basketball. It's a different situation. We got Ohio State, which is like a whole bunch of college kids. But don't get me wrong, you can kind of bubble off of them too because they they looking for the new, the new thing. Okay. Uh, so um, for some of your uh, fans out there, man, when you're not doing music, what are some things you like doing in your spare time? I like roller skating. <laughs> I was real good at roller skating, man. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a dog, bro. I uh we got a thing called Stride and Perlin here, so uh I'm probably the select few. Uh one of our one of our dances from the hood, from the neighbor, one of our neighborhood dances came from skating. It's called the Wacky Wood. You kind of bouncing, you know what I'm saying? And it's used it was used to knock niggas out for real, for real, because it's give you the perfect stance to low key punch somebody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, skating. Um, of course, uh, you know, showing my kids new things. That's always a plus where they they're excited about new things, whether it's riding a bike or you know what I'm saying riding a four wheeler or um, doing backflips, just showing them how to do new things. Um, I'm starting to get into reading books again just to start tapping into that, man. Um, I just bought uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, tapping into that, you know, get my financial, my financial literacy up. Um, and yeah, it was just usually skating, man. Skating, skating is my, skating is my good. Oh, nah, I did pick up bowling. <laughs> Typical bowling, bro. I used to, I really ain't like bowling all like that. I ain't even like bowling all like that, but I I love it now, bro. I, I fuck with it. I fuck with bowling. Bowling is different. Oh yeah. So man, what's your uh short and long term goals, man, as far as your uh music career? Music career, uh to get more placements would be my short term goal. More placements on whether it's television commercials uh get things sold to other artists um independent films whatever the case may be those are some of the short terms uh oh another short term goal is to drop this hundred songs before may of next year it's another short term goal uh and i would say long term goals would be to well, of course, longevity, man. And, um, you know, grabbing grabbing me a couple of Grammys or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, making sure that my music and the residual income out of my music can come in, keep giving me money. Every, you know what I'm saying? Every, I don't care if it's annually, whatever, monthly, whatever the case may be, but I need to see them funds to be able to take care of my bills. So I can do it full time and, you know, to keep continuing doing it full time. So, you know, it ain't about getting rich. It's about staying rich. Right. Mm-hmm. So, man, uh, what, what, um, uh, uh, tell the people some upcoming things you got coming for the rest of the year and beginning of 2023 as far as, uh, singles, albums, things like that. Well, we got we got the hundred songs dropping. It's the hundred collective. We dropping that, and um, like I said, I'm on probably like song seventeen right now. So I got a lot of work to do. I got uh, I got to drop about probably like three, four projects kind of back to back. So I got one called Room Service. It's kind of already done. I just gotta go back and mix it because it's an old project. It's like a project I made in 2016, never dropped it, never dropped a song from it. So I'm going to drop something from 2016 and 2022. Um, Room service, another project called Fever. 
I got those songs done. It's kind of easy for me to drop that, so I can drop that. I just recently dropped the Dreo project. I was going to drop that later, but I dropped that now. Um, and I probably got two more projects that I need to put together just on some random shit. I'm probably going to drop those probably before the end of the year, too. whole bunch of R&B is about to come because it's getting into the wintertime, you know, the cuddle season, cuffing season. So a lot of R&B is about to drop. I dropped a lot of little rap joints this, this summer. So I'm going to drop those. Um, and next year, after May come, it's the focus on one song. All them songs I dropped, I'm going to focus on one specific song all year, bro. I, I drop songs, but this is the only song I'm going to focus on for a full year. Mm. And see what Because that's what I've been told to do. Like, bro, just pick a song, focus on that one. I'm like, I got so many fucking songs, though, bro. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm loaded. <laughs> bro, I'm loaded. I am fully loaded, bro. Like, fully loaded. Hella mags on deck, bro. They definitely there. Like, and it's hard to just pick one song. But what I'm going to do for next year, as hard as it's going to be, uh, as hard as it's going to be for me to pick one song, I'm picking one song, bro, and I'm going to just stick to it. Okay, man. I like. Uh, I just came up with this question, man, uh, that I like to ask people uh, before we get get off here. Uh, um, how do you want people to uh, perceive you? I want people to perceive me as a peaceful person. I don't want no smoke that, you know, wants to continue blessing and helping and spread love and knowledge and wisdom and giving gems to people and also helping them get through things. This type of brother I want to be perceived. Okay, then. That's what's up. So, uh, before we get off here, man, just, um, if you got anything else you want to say as far as, uh, if I miss something, uh, uh, just uh, tell the people anything else you want to know about your music and things like that, and then uh, let people know how to find you on social media, things like that. Yeah, and just tap in, man. Um, I'm I'm kind of unorthodox when it comes to this music, so I could rap at any time, I could sing at any time, I could give you, uh, you know, some poetry at any time. It, it don't matter, man. Just tap in with me and figure it help me figure this out for real for real and take this journey with me you know i'm on a journey right now and i've been doing this for about eight years so you know if anybody's been doing it for as long as i've been doing it man i just don't give up keep going you done been in it too long to give up especially if you're good i'm tired of people telling me i should be already i why not i signed yet it's starting to get offensive it's mm. starting to become very offensive they ask me why I ain't signed yet. You know, maybe y'all should ask them. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be. But take the journey with me, man. Subscribe. Everything is Dre Singleton. D-R-A-E Singleton. Please don't put the D-R-E because it ain't going to pop up. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, if you put D-R-A and then put E, they still going to pop Drake shit up. So just go on and put D-R-A-E Singleton. So you know what I'm saying? You can find your boy, man. I got I got great content, even when it comes down to the videos, man. Like 
and the videos ain't just videos of me in the kitchen rapping and stuff like that. And nah, they, it's it's got content, it's got substance to it, you know. So yeah, just check me out, man. D R A E on every social platform. You can Google the name. You can do whatever you need to do and find me on whatever platform that you want. Okay. Yeah, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast, man. And uh, anytime you want to come on, man, you know, you can hit me up anytime if you want to uh, get something out to the people and things like that. And uh, and um, and everybody uh, go check out his music, man. He's a real uh, dope artist. I like uh, listening to like different fields because you can listen to the mainstream stuff all the time. But, you know, the um, I like listening yeah. to different stuff and uh, people on the come up because they have different uh, feeling and attachment to it. So I always like to find new stuff and listen to. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you, Eric Chase, man. And great. You feel me? We got to definitely going to link up and, and do it again. I'm going to come in and have a better surrounding than the truck. I had to drop my son off after we just hit the gym. So, uh, Next time we'll be in some uh well lit area, well lit space, man. If I can, hopefully I go to a studio or something where we can just go ahead and be in my studio at my spot. So uh we'll definitely make it a more appealing eyeball situation, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh anytime you want to come on, man, just feel free to uh hit me up and um and uh this uh episode will drop in um when when I said this will drop, uh, uh, I think in the middle of next month. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's cool. We make it work, bro. Make it shake. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you have a good night, bro. All right. Same to you, bro. All right.